Welcome to the Inflow Experience Podcast, the only podcast where you'll hear from contact center and customer experience experts about their roles, their lives, and everything in between. I'm Austin Culp, Manager of Customer Success at Inflow CX. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy the show. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, you know, great. Welcome to the Inflow Experience Podcast. I'm, uh, I'm really, really excited to have you on board. I know there's a lot of things going on at Zoom, and you're a really big part of that. So honored and, and really excited just to, to have the conversation with you today. I, um, you know, I always like to start these, these conversations off with a little bit of a get to know you, you know, outside of people looking at, you know, maybe LinkedIn or uh, a resume or, or anything like that. I like to start off with a little bit of a personal question. So, you know, Scott, I want you to tell us about your, your very first job, you know, what was it and, and what do you learn from it that you maybe carry with you today a little bit? Wow. Great question. So, I think by by way of context, so I had a I had a glorious childhood in the farmlands of Northeast Nebraska. So, oh, so wow. again, as you can imagine, it, it was largely largely farm oriented um, <laughs> in terms of uh, most of the most of the tasks and and uh, jobs that I had early on. However, I did uh, I did also um, you know have a tour uh, delivering newspapers. So no. newspapers. These things made from paper, they have ink on them. You know, people probably don't know what they are any longer. But yeah, you would actually, you, know, you would actually get them at your doorstep. So I, I had a, I had a newspaper route uh, at, at a very, very early age as well. Um, so that was a fun experience. And I think to your point, you know, it was, uh, it was one of those things to, uh, you know, to kind of shape and mold. You know, the fact that you know, hey, you need to be productive. Um, you, you want to feel like you're contributing. And uh, and at the end of the day, you know what, you were really there to serve. And so that was uh, that was probably the takeaway. Awesome, that's really great. Yeah, now nowadays, you know, the, the old newspaper route is probably some you know nine ten year old video game streamer, you know, like content content creator of sorts. It's it's yeah. funny to see. That's yeah. that, that's funny. I wonder how many people have newspaper routes still. I guess I guess some, but that's cool. Awesome, yeah. very cool job. Yeah, I would think that you know, getting bitten by dogs is a lot uh, a lot less probable now. <laughs> you know, with the, in, in this digital era. Yeah, definitely. I, I totally agree. Plus, people just take such good care of their dogs now. It's like a dog is basically a person at this point, I feel like. Absolutely. We exhibit that in our household, by the way. So, yeah, full disclosure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Us too. My door's closed because if not, mine would be right up here, you know, asking to be on camera, I'm sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, Scott, I, 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 I'm really, really excited to see all the, the cool changes and, and to talk specifically about Zoom Contact Center today. But, um, you know, would love to get a little bit of the origin origin story. You know, we, we definitely know and recognize Zoom as huge, huge industry leader on the in the UK on the UK side. And, you know, I think the pandemic, obviously, I don't, don't have to say it enough, but really made Zoom a household name. My great, great grandma probably you know, would know what, would know what Zoom was at this point. And, uh, and really excited to see you guys enter the contacts center space. Um, can you tell us a little bit about kind of the origin story and just, and just strategy behind that? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, really, you nailed it in that, you know, the pandemic really is a, uh, uh, was a, was a proving point you know, for a lot of technology that we may have considered to be mainstream before video being one of them. Um, but but one of the things that really did, and, and again, based on, you know, what customers have shared with us, is it, it really blurred the lines between, you know, kind of traditional PBX-based telephony or even cloud telephony, unified communications and, and contact center. And, and more and more what customers are, are sharing with us is that, hey, look, we don't really want to have to delineate and have these partitions or firewalls between these capabilities 
Because when we look after our own internal customers or external customers or stakeholders, they view it as just kind of one thing, right? Whether I'm, you know, whether we're chatting, whether it's an SMS, whether it's a phone call, whether I'm, you know, trying to seek out a knowledge worker, whether I'm, you know, calling the help desk, it's all really how can we best facilitate communications in a way that drives timely resolution without having kind of these separate partitions or firewalls. So it's the blending really, or, or I would say even the, the further blending of many of those communication modalities across all channels um, in a way that, you know, really customers want to be simple, they want it to be consistent, and they want it to be on demand. Yeah, I, I completely agree. That's great. I, I like that. I, I like that a lot, right? I think having a unified experience is so important because, you know, I know personally when I'm when I'm a customer, it's unfortunately today, you know, it's 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 almost like a 50-50 shot, I feel like, when you're working with brands. Like, all right, this could either be really great and it's going to be two seconds of my day or I'm going to be doing this for the next week because I'm trying to do it in between calls and, you know, get an issue resolved. And of course it doesn't happen in 30 minutes. So now I'm trying again the next day and <laughs> I've got plenty of horror stories we could share. I'm sure as you do too, but yeah, as far as, as far as that goes, you know, I think it can be really easy to be, to be negative and, and kind of just pessimistic about customer service as a consumer, unfortunately. And I know you guys are, are trying to change that. Um, what are some of, you know, the key things I think, you know, from an organizational standpoint, that you can do to help, you know, just have a better customer experience to keep things simple. Yeah. So, you know, from a from a consumer perspective, and this this isn't meant as a as a slight in any way, but you know, I would say that as consumers, our expectations are continuously getting higher, right, and, and rightfully so. And to your point, also, I think you know, at least most customer experiences and interactions that I have, just they're horrible. They just suck. <laughs> and, and if you if you want to really drive, you know, what what most customers are looking for, myself included, you know, it's really just a couple things. And that is, hey, I want my issue, challenge or problem to be resolved in the most expedient fashion possible. Um, number two, I want you to know me as a consumer. Right. So there's a, there's an element of personalization that, you know, I, I demand. Um, if you will, in the brands that I spend money and time with. And then, you know, really the third thing is it, it needs to be, you know, self-service oriented. Um, it needs to be always available. It needs to be on demand. And, and finally, you know, the mixing of all of the communications uh, modalities that we have, you know, you'll hear things like omni-channel or multi-channel, et cetera. But essentially all customers are looking for is I should be able to start a help experience on a web page. And if necessary, I should be able to escalate that to a live agent experience, whether it's a chat or whether it's a phone call. And oh, by the way, that context needs to come with me so I'm not starting all over again. And then once that experience is done and the resolution is actually you know, to, my, uh, to my satisfaction, that instance needs to be part of a broader customer journey. Right. So I think oftentimes we look at, you know, customer service or we look at help desk service or we look at even sales as a, you know, it's a one to one. It's a, it's a one off experience. It's not. Uh -huh. It's all part of a longer and broader journey. And so understanding, you know, who the customer is and the relationship they have across the entirety of the organization is critical because ultimately that means I get better service as a consumer. Yeah, I agree. And you hit you hit there on the personalization, which I do think is so important. And it's something that that's relatively new. You know, if you think back, I mean, even five years ago, you know, that element wasn't there. It was, hey, I want to get my issue resolved. And, and that's that. But you're right. I, I see a lot more and notice a lot more, too. When I call in somewhere, it's really it leaves a really good impression if somebody knows who I am, yeah. knows my account info and, and can look it up really quickly. 
And I think also, I mean, to that point, it, it also, you know, demands an element of uh, prescriptive uh, action or, you know, proactive response. So, as, for example, you know, if, if I call in and I have a challenge and then 24 hours I call back in and I have that same challenge, I should be met with, hey, I saw you had an issue yesterday at, you know, 12 o'clock. Are you calling back about the same issue? You know, there should be an element of why are you contacting me and, and how can I, again, you know, really put the put the milestone on driving that timely resolution. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I completely agree. I had a, I had an issue recently with a monthly subscription I have where two months in a row I got the wrong thing. And when I called back the second time, uh, this company was like, hey, I I see, you know, last month we had to do X, Y, Z for you. You know, would, would that make you happy again? And it was just, it saved me so many steps from, you know, reconfirming my issue. First off, before even we get there to there, reconfirming who I am, right, in the first place, why I'm calling, all that stuff. Um, and ultimately, if that wasn't the reason I was calling, I'd say, oh, hey, no, I'm calling for a different reason, but thanks for bringing that up. And you still get to skip some of that, you know, first uh, mundane, just repetitive, you know, repetitive talk. Yep, absolutely. It, you know, and again, it's it's a balance, right? I think as, again, as consumers, we're highly sensitive in terms of the security of our conversations and transactions. So I understand that. However, you know, there are ways to, you know, leverage technology to make sure that my uh, my conversations, my exchanges, my interactions are highly secure, but yet personalized and predictive and prescriptive. And I think that's kind of the that's kind of the holy grail. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, security security is huge. And you're right. There are there's always going to be risks and, and fear, you know, but just like any change, I mean, you know, we're changing as a society, as people you know, in, in business and. You know, we're, the technology will evolve and, and change, and ultimately, you know, be be what we want because uh, you know that's that's the good old entrepreneurial spirit. <laughs> there you go, adapt. That's right. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, one of the one of the other things, you know, I thought was really interesting. We had the privilege of doing, you know, kind of a lunch and learn with Zoom recently, and um, we got to touch on a little bit with them the acquisition of Solvi. You know, I know that's really big, specifically for Zoom Contact Center. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, um, Mahesh and team have done an amazing job of, you know, not only building a business, but also, you know, driving a very, very loyal customer base. And and it's really predicated on a couple of tenants that Mahesh talks about, their, their CEO talks about, you know, quite extensively. And that is, you know, again, most most interactions that are bot oriented. So I'll just I'll use kind of bot in the generic sense. Sure. Um, are, they're, they're, they're equally woeful, right? I mean, they're they're leaving a lot to be desired. What, what Mahesh's really um, strategy and goal was is, look, how do we actually harness all of the captive intelligence inside of an organization, whether it's you know a knowledge base or a knowledge management system or KB articles or SharePoint sites, how do we harness that in such a way as I can, again, be predictive and prescriptive in terms of um, a chatbot interaction? So essentially, you know, if I have a question on, a, on either on a mobile app or on a web property, how do I actually use AI to infuse the timely resolution of that particular challenge in a way that you know harnesses all of the collective intelligence within the organization and learns at the same time in terms of the machine learning modeling? So it's again, it's that same goal of driving timely resolution to an issue. This, this however, is predicated upon automation um, and also is foundational to driving that you know, timely resolution in the event it needs to be escalated to another, you know, I'll just say channel. Mm -hmm. um, you can actually, you know, bring that context with you. So it, it's a it's an amazing um, capability and technology, and, and he has a, a tremendous customer portfolio already. 
But if you think about you know, that, that bot interaction and that being kind of the customer interface or almost the ambassador that you're interfacing with on the web property or mobile app, um, it, it's an amazing offer. And so that in and of itself is valuable. I think that inside the contact center experience becomes even more valuable because you're, you're keying off those tenants of you know, providing all of the information that customers may need in a timely way on demand and leveraging the intelligence that you have inside of your organization and, uh, and in a way that you know, continuously learns. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I mean, to a customer, that's priceless, right? You know, we've talked a lot already about great customer experience and making it easy to do business with a company. That's one of the things that I, quite frankly, value, I think, more than anything. You know, if I'm going to interact with an organization, whether it's short term, long term, it's like, uh, is it going to be easy? To, is it, it going to be easy? Am I going to feel positive about my interactions? And if the answer is yes, I mean, it's a really easy decision for me to say, okay, sure, they're a little bit more maybe expensive or, you know, there's something else, you know, other factors where they're maybe not the greatest, but, um, it doesn't matter because it just, it makes my life easier. And I think that, um, you know, that's really great on the customer side, but, you know, thinking about, you know, your, your contact center agents and their, you know, their day to day, um, how would, you know, Solvi or, or kind of that, you know, that, that bot technology help, help them out, you know, is the goal there to completely replace them and, you know, make everyone's jobs robots or is, is it, is it, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's, um, first of all, I, I started my career in the contact center space. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, as a, uh, as an agent, so, you know, I'm inbound and outbound both. Um, in fact, I think I may still hold the record of selling the most uh, cookbooks over the phone at some point in time. <laughs> but, but one of the things that I will say is that, you know, being an agent um, is really, really hard uh, on a lot of different dimensions. And the technology was always one of the hardest things. And we've, we've actually, you know, done studies that show an average agent, uh, if there is such a thing, but an average agent will have anywhere from eight to 15 different windows or applications open on their device just to try to resolve what the customer is trying to get done. Wow. And so, number one, you know, I think AI capabilities and technology in all facets of our life will only continue to get better. Um, you know, with the, uh, uh, the advances in machine learning, I mean, all of that is, is to our benefit. And that said, it's my strong opinion that agents will never go away, that the human element of customer service will never go away. Now, I would also argue or position that, you know, what the mission of those agents is will certainly change. And they, they will handle the more sophisticated and complex and, you know, kind of high value transactions and, and issues that customers have. Um, but with respect to your question around Solvi, yeah, you know, imagine we, we, we hear terms like next best action. And what does that really mean? Right. Well, in, in our world, what that means is how does the agent have, you know, on demand, um, have all of the information they need to resolve a customer issue without having to hunt around organizations or do multiple search windows or, you know, they should have that as well. So essentially, I as a consumer want to drive timely resolution to my issue, challenge or problem in an automated way. I as an agent in a live exchange, whether it's chat or whether it's voice, want to have that same capability. In fact, I should demand that same capability. Yep to be able to, again, provide that heightened level of customer service and, and timely resolution. So it's the same concept, just manifests itself in a, in a I would argue, in also a very um, direct way to benefit end customers. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, 
And you see it not just in the contact center, but in other places too, right? Like, hey, you know, automation, what's going to happen with this? And I mean, a good example that I see, you know, almost weekly is the the self-checkout, you know, um, stuff at a, any type of, you know, grocery, hardware store, wherever you go. You know, you go up there and it's not <clears throat> completely, you know, automated and, you know, necessarily replacing jobs. There's still one, sometimes two, sometimes three people helping out with either the bagging process or, you know, hey, there's an issue or, hey, I need to see an ID because you're purchasing something. So, you know, I think that yeah. that same that same concept applies, right? If you're taking, you know, take to take a real life analogy, it's like, look, you know, certainly what those people are doing is is absolutely different. But um, honestly, you know, you're you're getting more value out of them. You know, let the let the machine and let the thing that's you know one time you know one time uh, one time investment um, take on some of that you know mundane things, the actual physical scanning in that sense, right? That people probably don't enjoy doing anyway. And a lot of people that do things that, you know, that, that they can and, and are able to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right on. You know, I mean, even just in a, in our, you know, day to day world, password resets, right? You should never have to speak <laughs> to do a password reset. I mean, and, and you know, again, I, I'm not being disrespectful to those organizations that still have that workflow, you know, but again, it's a relatively straightforward automated task. And, and that is kind of the proxy for look. I can, I can reset my password on demand in multiple different ways without talking to a human being. How do you extrapolate that across, you know, more high value and complex uh, scenarios that I might encounter? Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, and just for the record, I'm one of those people who, I mean, I don't even know any of my passwords. I think if, if it's not saved, I'm like, uh, all right, I just got to hit forgot password. So when I have to, you know, when I have to interact with the organizations that make me talk to somebody, it's a, uh, that, that's a really big struggle for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is so true. I, I have to admit, I'm the same. Yeah, I'm the same. awesome. Well, you know, Scott, one of the one of the last things that you know I, I want to talk about is there's been so much change. You know, as you know, being in being a veteran in the industry for so long, um, in you know the ability, the you know the innovation, and the technology, you know, surrounding contact centers. So I'll ask you kind of a two part question. You know, the first part is, what do you think the biggest, I guess, most impactful is a better way to say it, most impactful change that's happened in the last maybe three years has been. Um, and then when you look ahead, you know, if you have a crystal ball, right. Um, when you look ahead, maybe five years, what do you think that, uh, the most impactful change or, you know, technology will be? Yeah. You know, I, I hate to harp on the pandemic, but, but one of the things that, you know, really has been an outcome of the pandemic is the, the world of hybrid work is here to stay. And, and, you know, again, hybrid will be defined differently by, you know, organizations and what their vertical affinity is or geographic locations. But the ability or concept for me to be productive, safe, secure, and feel included in a remote setting, whether that's in a home or a hotel room or an airport, that's going to continue to be pervasive across the world. That, that's just kind of the way it is. And, mm -hmm. and because of that, you know, I think the technology will need to adopt to that as well, because what what you can't have is you can't have an onerous IT administration or security overhead. Right. It needs to be seamless in, in as much as you can actually have an experience that spans, you know, at home, on the road, in the office, in a conference room setting, in a huddle room, all of those different scenarios um, in a way that's simple and easy and consistent. And it should be just as secure whether I'm inside a corporate organization or at home, whether I have a VPN or not. So. Hybrid is, is certainly there. I would say the second thing is, you know, the, the blending of, of modalities in terms of a seamless customer experience is, is something that we will all demand and okay. are demanding currently. Um, and, and I would say that's the self-service nature of that experience will something that, you know, we, we will continue to see. Um, 
the final thing is when I when I think about you know where where human beings are going and, and kind of the complex scenarios that we have as consumers, I think that the concept of a of a contact center um, and maybe any connotations or or stereotypes that you've had of contact centers previously are completely gone or should be gone. I mean the the contact center essentially and that contact center agent is is the ambassador for your brand. And there's more focus now in terms of how to contact centers and those experiences actually drive customer stickiness, drive NPS scores, drive cross-sell and upsell, drive monetization of you know, cross-portfolio services, as opposed to, hey, I need to drive down my first call resolution. Yeah. Well, okay, that's a metric. And yeah, yeah, you should probably measure that. But the ultimate outcome needs to be how do we actually leverage that experience in the contact center regardless of modality, regardless of channel, to make sure that you're adding value to your customer base and you're growing your customer base and you're actually growing the likelihood of somebody recommending you as a consumer. So I think that's that's really where it's going to be. And it, it's exciting, actually, because yeah. I think oftentimes, you know, the, the contact center has been viewed as, oh, yeah, it's a cost center yep. and we need to drive down, you need to drive down this metric and drive down that metric, all under the guise of reducing costs. Yeah. As opposed to how can I add more revenue, more brand recognition, add more loyalty to the brand um, and increase my install base, increase my revenue. I com- I completely agree. You know, and when we're doing evaluations for customers, you know, that are looking at at contact center technology, it's it's one of the things that a lot of organizations don't think of. Some certainly do. But, you know, when you position it like that, it's it's one of those things where like, man, we have always been doing it this way. But you're right. If we can start to you know, attach some sort of, you know, um, ROI or, or just value in general around some of these metrics. And you can show us, you know, how, Hey, look, yeah, the, the tech is going to be either more costly or the same. And, you know, we're gonna have to, you know, train and, and do all the things that, you know, go into, you know, a, a, a CCAS switch. Um, the, the, the rewards oftentimes that you gain long-term are just, are so worth it. And some of the stuff you, you just, you wouldn't even think about unless you really sit down and, and, and do the work that, you know, that it takes to do that. So it's awesome. And we're definitely in alignment there. Um, you know, Scott, the and last think, thing that, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm sorry, Austin. I was just going to say the other thing too, and you mentioned the agent experience earlier, you know, I think that that's the other thing that, you know, I hope will come to fruition in terms of what is that, you know, day in the life of an agent, because essentially, you know, if, if you can provide an agent experience where, you know, they are eager to run into work in the mornings and serve their customers and, you know, they have the capabilities to do so in a way that's, uh, you know, low overhead, um, essentially they're going to be highly engaged. And then you know, we all talk about the turnover inside of the contact center space and historically it's been super high, but, you know, High retention of the contact center agent, number one. Number two, making sure they have the tools and, and capabilities to do their jobs effectively makes them much more engaged. A much more engaged agent obviously provides better customer service, which provides better customer satisfaction. So it's a, you know, it actually it's a feeder mechanism in my mind, you know, starting with the agent and making sure that they have, you know, the, the capabilities and capacity and tools to serve the constituent base driving customer satisfaction, driving, you know, again, referrals, driving uh, brand recognition and loyalty. Yeah, no, I can I completely agree. You know, it's one of the things that we talk about with tons and tons and tons of businesses is, is, is the agent experience, right? Um, partly because, you know, we just, we want to take care of our employees, make sure they're happy, but, you know, a huge challenge right now in, in any market, but especially in the contact center is just that retention, right? Retention, onboarding, training, and kind of just longevity of the employee. And if, you can make and position the contact center job to, you know, be more strategic and, and be more just, just fun and not 
not dealing with problems. Let's be real. Not dealing with problems. You know, your whole eight hours, you're clocked in. Um, It's just going to make it that much easier, uh, which ultimately, you know, helps the business and then helps people too, you know, from kind of an an altruistic, uh, you know, perspective. Well, hey, Scott, you know, we do have a few more minutes left and and I got to ask you, you know, it's because I see this, you know, sometimes in, in contact centers today, and, and it's a little bit vertical focused in, in my opinion so far. Um, but video, you know, you guys are Zoom, which obviously is, uh, is you know, as we talked about, uh, first and foremost, kind of recognizes leader, especially in video today. And I know there's a lot of other stuff, awesome stuff that's going on that we've talked about. Um, but where do you see video fitting in you know, the contact center, you know, uh, space, you know, from, I guess, both from the customer and, and from the agent perspective too. Yeah. Um, you know, our conversations that we're having today, um, with customers around contact center are really centered around video. Okay. And, and the ask and, and the ask and request is quite interesting. And that has been, Hey, you know, we're, we're, we're striving to have, you know, again, all modalities represented. We want to be fluid and all the things we spoke about. However, um, customers now, consumers now are becoming and have become much more comfortable with video. And so, so having video as a, as again, providing that heightened level of personalization, um, on a customer experience, you know, even to the, even to the extent of I may, you know, phone into a, a Zoom contact center. And, you know, if I, if I have to be put on hold at an organization now for a, you know, for a period of time, I can actually have video as part of my whole experience. So instead of, you know, the music, which is, you know, again, that's fine. You now have a video and playing and that video can be you know, informational in terms of the company you're calling. It can be, you know, whatever you want. But that experience then parlaying itself into, okay, video is pervasive into the agent experience. You know, it's something that customers and consumers alike are incredibly interested in. Um, again, but it's all around, you know, driving resolution, but also doing so in a way where you're recognizing me as a human being. And, and that's critical and that's important. And it's become much more comfortable now in terms of you know, what we've gone through in the past 24 months. Wow. Yeah, that's great. And, and I'm glad you're seeing that too. You know, I'm seeing, especially, you know, obviously you've got telehealth and things like that, but even, you know, um, insurance, you know, Hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a consumer or I'm, I'm calling to this contact center, look at my car. How bad, how bad is it? You know, it should be what's, what's going on here that can, you know, that can just save you so much you know, stress and heartache from a customer experience standpoint of like, Oh man, I'm going to put in this claim, wait for someone to call me back. I'm going to be dealing with this all weekend. Whereas it, Hey, it's resolved in, you know, 30, 45 minutes and, and, and you're good to go. So no, I'm glad, I'm glad you guys are seeing that and taking that approach. That's uh, that's really awesome. And I'm, I'm excited. Um, it's been a great conversation, Scott. I really appreciate your insights and, you know, all the things that you're doing with Zoom Contact Center. It's, it's awesome. Well, awesome. Thank you, Tom. Again, my pleasure. Honored to be here today. Um, you know, you have an incredible uh, listener uh, base, so thank you for the opportunity. Um, and, and again, and, and just in final words, I mean, we're still learning too, right? I mean, we are learning along with our customers right now. You know, you, you won't hear us saying that we have it nailed and we know what the strategy is. You know, it's really about listening, being fluid, you know, being responsive to customer needs and really helping provide those scenarios where we can serve their customers in a way they deserve. So that's, that's really the mission. Awesome. Well, hey, that's a great mindset to have, Scott, and I know your customers will appreciate it, and we certainly appreciate it as a partner. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Awesome. Great being here. Yeah, thank you, Scott. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to the Inflow Experience Podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to hear more, consider subscribing. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or any other major podcast platform. Oh,